everyone. We're glad you're back watching another episode of the Worship Cast. I'm Franklin. I'm Matt. And this is our friend, Corey. episode of the worship cast we've brought in Corey. Corey does not play in the band with us Corey just hangs out in our congregation yep <laughs> so this is going to be a very different kind of video there's been a lot of videos on youtube of people talking about how um the congregation um you know they don't know as much about your tone and they don't care as much or whatever but nobody mm-hmm. has gone far enough to actually bring one yeah <laughs> to, to get one and bring them <laughs> So here he is, <laughs> Corey. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, about your musical background. I have a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> it might be for sale soon. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> no, uh, that that's about it. I I started playing a little bit of bass. Uh, didn't really care for it that much. Uh, mainly just because when at the age I started, didn't have enough. Uh, finger strength to really hold down those massive <laughs> strings. Um, yeah. And then I just switched to the guitar, and I'm terrible at it. So, yeah. <laughs> I know music. <laughs> I know what the sound is. Yeah. So, uh, we... Um, uh, first off, not to throw you under the bus, I've heard Corey play. He, it's not good. He knows his <laughs> chords. You know, he knows some stuff, and we have played Rocksmith together and had a wonderful time. So, hey, have you played Rocksmith, by the way? I have not, but I have played Guitar Hero, which is kind of... It's the same thing. thing. It's exactly yeah, okay. the same I'm not very good at it, to be honest. <laughs> Rocksmith, not a sponsor. Anyway, um, so, uh, you know, Corey is... Just, you don't consider yourself a musician, but, no. you, you know, you've, you've played and stuff, so you know enough about guitar to understand. Yeah, absolutely. So, mm-hmm. um, what we're going to prove today is that Corey does not care about my gear. What he cares about is how he describes the sound that comes out in front of house. <laughs> so, um, let, let's, let's start this way. This will be fun. So, on my pedal board, I have... Um, the Strymon Big Sky, which is a, a big box reverb pedal. Okay. It's got 12 different styles of reverb in it, and uh, it, you can hold up to, I think, 300 presets. How, how do you have different styles of reverb? <laughs> oh. I thought it was just reverb. <laughs> yeah. See? So uh, when you go in, you've got, uh, I've got like a vocal style of reverb. There's a shimmer, which uh, has octave pitches in it that can make it. Um, oh, okay. I, I can like a like da 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 da. Yeah, similar to that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and then uh, <coughs> there's uh, there's reverbs that have pre delay, so they won't come in until a couple seconds after I play my notes. Mm-hmm. There's ducking I reverbs. Gotcha. Okay, and, okay, I can see what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, and so now I also have the, another Strymon pedal. Again, not a sponsor. <laughs> um, maybe one day we'll see you guys later. <laughs> um, I have the new Volante pedal, and so. Um, I generally use a, um, on that I can use a quarter note and a dotted eighth note delay, and I can kind of use them in tandem and use what's called the golden ratio with them mm-hmm. so that they echo at exactly the right interval. Yeah? Any no. of that? You care about any of that? Going right there. Not really, man. Going right there. This is where it's going right here. I mean, <laughs> but what does it sound like? See, that's where, that's where we're headed. So mm-hmm. you mix all those things together. 
you know, and, and all that technical jargon that I just threw out. And okay. for people watching this video, if you don't understand all that, good. That's the point. <laughs> um, it comes out sounding like a very spacey, reverby, and that's what you know. Uh, right? Yeah, yeah. I love when that happens, man. I, I really do. That's my favorite part, honestly, <laughs> of worship is like whenever you do the thing that makes it like so spacey and like uh, I can just... I don't even know how to describe it really, but like it really just sets the atmosphere for just uh, really the Lord to just move through and worship. It's just, mm. I, I don't know. I feel like no. music in general, I mean, you can have fast tempoed songs and you can have your slow songs. You can have more of your uh, acapella y kind of things. But I feel like whenever, I, the way I like to look at worship music is almost like a soundtrack to a good movie. You know, it's uh, mm. it's not really about the sound it's about what's happening on screen right mm -hmm. but that sound can play in a massive role in a massive slash immense role i was trying to say this <laughs> both words at the same time um but um, mass it can, immense it can just play just a major role and really just like getting my heart there and my mind there where i can just honestly uh i like to consider myself almost like zoning out when i'm worshiping because mainly i can just cut out everything i, I can listen to you just just playing that very spacey, just zoning out kind of sound. How I mean, I know it's got some reverb and there is some <laughs> delay in it. I do know that much, mm -hmm. but uh, but however you put it together, it doesn't matter to me. You just do it, and I, I love it because I'm able to just uh, really just just go off and, and just kind of focus on on God. Really, I mean, it just it sets that oh. tempo for me, honestly. Yeah. So. So. Uh, in a previous episode, Franklin and I talked about um, pretty much that exact thing, is that mm -hmm. worship music, a lot of it is built, uh, the sounds and the way things go are built to um, to incite certain emotions. So there's very reflective times, there's very like powerful driving times, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and those things can incite human emotions, and that's not by accident. And we've heard people say about worship music, well, oh, it just does that on purpose to make you feel a certain way. You're right. That's, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and again, do we think that, that that's an accident, that that's not the way that God intended for some things to be? <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, the cool thing about it is, is, is I, I love hearing you, kind of your explanation of it because from a guitarist standpoint, I can put so much time and effort into um, – those pedals make sure everything's just right and everything's mm. got the right level of modulation and I've got the right delay for this song and it mixes together to a certain... I can get so bogged down in that that I miss the fact that I'm playing guitar instead of playing amateur electrician. <laughs> I could go take the two cheapest probably, no offense, reverb and delay pedals I have, mm -hmm. set them to something similar, and the end result... For you in the congregation, it, it'd be the same. Would be the same, and I think that's that's definitely that's really all I care about. I mean, I, I'm sure I know back when I was actually playing guitar a little bit more seriously, um, pedals are not easy when you're on a college budget um, to <laughs> yes. afford. So, you know, I remember like uh, just I was like I think I had the uh, the Boss Overdrive. Uh, just SD one overdrive. Yeah, just, that, yeah. just, just the, the orange box. You know, oh, what I'm yeah, about? Yeah, just like it. yeah. And I remember having that cranked into a. Uh, it was one of those like super cheap, like came with the guitar Fender amps that had the overdrive button on it. <laughs> and like, dude, I would make oh, the most. <laughs> it was the most unholy sound oh, you've yeah. ever heard. But I thought I was a rock star, man, just playing noise. But uh, 
but you know, obviously as I grew and, uh, and really learned what sounded good, um, instead of just playing noise, um, you know, I realized that the, the effects that I wanted were in much more pricier pedals and things of that nature. And just, I started getting bogged down with, uh, with having to have the best, you know, you know me, I like to collect the whole thing with, uh, yeah. with certain <laughs> interests of mine. And uh, we'll come back to that point later about having to have the best, <laughs> by the way, guitarist <laughs> looking at you. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but really it's just, uh, it's a, that's a really hard thing of myself to, to get off was, uh, was you don't have to have the most expensive. You don't have to have the newest. You don't have to have the flashiest mm-hmm. as long as it gets the job done. Um, I could have used that, that SD one um, to actually make a good, healthy, you know, uh, rock sound, but I just didn't have the knowledge to use it efficiently, really. Um, and I know you're in a completely different standpoint where you have the knowledge to where you could make cheaper pedals work to where I wouldn't know what you're using. The effect would be the same. So unless you're using a metal zone, if you're using the Boss metal zone, you can't get anything usable out of that. But oh, come on, man. <laughs> Throwing a metazone, run through buzz already. One day, that's not true. If you have a metazone, send it our way. Please send us one. Oh man, <laughs> we will give you a shout. We'll have you on the show. We'll have anybody on it. I'm kidding. I'm apparently anybody. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the point was was anyway. Um, so let's do this. So Franklin, mm-hmm. let's let's talk about some of the real technical things that you do with the keyboard. Mm-hmm. See if see if any of that makes a big difference. Ooh. <coughs> so I have some effects as well. It's not just me. It's not just you. Yeah, it's not just guitars. Yeah. Uh, no, I get that, but I I honestly thought that all like keyboard effects were like those preset buttons on the top of the keyboard. Mm-mm, no, <laughs> is that not it? That's not it. I honestly no. thought you had to buy like a special keyboard that had different effects. Like you like we're gonna go to like, you can spacey click the button boom you can. It's a synth you can. But I layer a lot of stuff, and then I even sometimes even triple or quadruple layer. Mm-hmm. So I can like do kind of what Matt does, mm-hmm. but even further. So which if you your keyboard's out there, if you're not in that world yet, just wait. Oh, it's <laughs> you so get beautiful. in the weeds with keyboard stuff, yeah. dude. Yeah, <laughs> I mean you 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 bring in the pad. You slowly bring in the pad. You build that worship. Just we just wait till this coming Sunday. You'll hear it. You'll be like, oh, okay. And then, oh, he brings that one. Oh, and then he brings that one. Oh, and then everything just mixed. They're trying to corrupt me. They're trying to make me focus on the sound as opposed to the creator. You see this. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Take your notes like, mm, that's the pad. Yes. My wife will be like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm really paying attention this time. <laughs> No, but no, seriously, um, mm-hmm. continue. I'm definitely interested to learn about keyboards. Yeah, keyboards is just, it's great because you have so many different sounds, so you bring in the atmosphere. So you, you're you layering, in a sense, the background, and you're filling up this empty space. So the keyboards right. are always filling up everything, whereas the guitars are adding a little bit here and there, like some... No, well, uh, yeah. sprinkles on the sprinkles. Oh yeah, I definitely noticed that, especially like during uh, again, like uh, the altar call and things of that nature. You're most of the time up there, even if it's just you and uh, I mean Matt goes up there maybe half the time. Mainly, mm-hmm. uh, I know here lately we've been doing like an actual song to close out um, mm-hmm. instead of just like a cut and dry altar call. But uh, but no, I definitely I know with like uh, the little I've done with music production, thanks mm-hmm. to you, yeah. Um, yeah, you know pads. I definitely do to give that same feel. Um, mm-hmm. I do know completely, but 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess I've just never really realized it in worship. I, I've never uh, segregated instruments, I guess you can say, because, mm-hmm. I mean, you guys do a yeah. really good job of blending all the sound together, and yeah. I guess it is part of you to thank for the spatial voiding sound that I love so much. So, <laughs> yep. you know. Everything everything meshes. Once you oh, yeah. hear it, and you're like, oh, man. And then you could truly is like... Just comes to a crescendo. Uh-huh. <laughs> so at the end of the day, same thing with keyboards. He layers all this stuff together. You you don't think about all that kind of stuff, and you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> but, shouldn't. Yeah. But you get that end result you know, in, in what happens. Mm-hmm. And so um, two points I kind of want to touch on. Um, like Corey said, you don't have to have the best of the best. Mm-hmm. And you know we'll we'll say that on the show over and over and over again. You you do not have to go out and buy the most expensive, best of everything. Mm-hmm. I would actually caution not to do that because you can get something that has so much tweakability mm-hmm. that you know you're you're just that's, not there yet. That, that's know? all. That's all you think about too. It's like oh, I wish I could do this rather than just doing here's a pad, here's a piano, and just worship. That's it. I was like, oh, dude, I wish I could have this. I wish I could have done this sound. Oh, I could have done this sound. And it's all about technical. Technical. Yeah. And it's Next just thing you know, you're worshiping your pedal board. It's now, just here, that, yeah. Here's a question. Now, I know you have the ability, uh, well, you both have the ability to basically like toggling it on and off and stuff like that. But I'm, I'm sure that you default your pedals to, make, to be at a certain dial turn and things like that before mm. you go on. You're not really worried about mm-hmm. modulating the effects and things of that, that nature. During your live performance, I don't right. say performance, but during a live, you know, worship. But, uh, mm-hmm. but I mean, would you say that that it wouldn't be a problem then? Because maybe you could have a really good pedal, and you know, if you've already done your homework and got it set somewhere, you would actually it would help you to be able to continue to continue worship. It wouldn't be a filter, I guess. So, uh, I mean, it's, it's it's kind of a double edged sword. It's one of those things where if you're um, you know, if you're kind of a beginner player and you've got your Boss SD1 and you go out and buy the Brothers Overdrive that's got 15 knobs, internal dip switches, and that kind of stuff, you may find yourself in a situation where um, you've, you've got something now that's that's really high dollar, but mm-hmm. you, you fiddle. You can't get the sound you want, and then the next thing you know, you're displeased with the worship you're able to do, and it can cause issues. But on the same token, if you get something that you... You can put time and effort into, and mm-hmm. and you know have your your saved sounds and presets. It can help be a launching pad for um, some bigger things, which is uh, which is kind of the end point that that we'll make mm-hmm. um, towards the end of the episode. We're we'll head that way, but I have another question first. <laughs> so um, we've talked about how your favorite effect is the spacey washy thing. Yes. Um, what about and this is going to sound vain when I ask it, but I, I don't mean it that way, viewers and everybody. <clears throat> what is your favorite part of my playing? Not the sound, but do you like it when I'm strumming big chords? Do you like the lead line stuff? And let's let's do the same for Franklin, too. You get too many solos. <laughs> you really do? I'm just messing with you, man. No, um... That's on purpose. I, I, oh, I noodle over everything. Uh, <laughs> Just, uh, I don't know. You don't really have anything that I'm like, whoa, Matt's really good or anything. It's just, 
It's That's a collective good. sound. I need to be in the background, yeah. I try not to pay attention to you. I see you enough times a week to not have to stare at you on stage. So, um, That's true. But I don't know. There's not really like anything that you do, uh, like how you how you play that really... I don't know. I mean, I'm not half the time focused on you. Yeah. If anything, well, like if anything, like I'll be I'll be worshiping and things, and then you'll get I'll I'll feel that mood switching. I'll feel the atmosphere change based on you know how the band is starting to uh, I don't know to to enter into the the space, the zone. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I don't know. I can I can look over to you and I'll be like, wow, like yeah. <laughs> there it was. That's yeah, it. yeah, but it's not really like a whoa. He just strummed off five chords <laughs> in a, <laughs> a ninety degree angle. I don't know, man. The, the point of that was was this was that you know it, from a, a congregational standpoint, um, we put so much time and effort into our pedals and stuff. Sometimes we don't put as much effort into what we're playing, mm. and what we're playing, whether the effect on it is correct or not, will make more of a um, change probably to the congregation than making sure you've got the right swirl and stuff on it. Because if I hit a bad note, if I'm playing something wrong or out of time, that's going to stand out quicker than if I forgot to turn the delay on. Oh, absolutely. Right. Same. Oh, for, yeah. Same for Franklin. So we, you know, you can put all this time and effort into uh, your stuff, and next thing you know, you you know what happened. You played that all week, and you didn't practice your part, and now you don't know. You don't know what's yeah. going on. The song loses some dynamic because you're yeah. not present. And I will say, like, um, you know, it's not one of those things like where I, I could be, you know, really. You could already be in that zone. I could I could be in my worship zone and just hear you miss a note and like instantly like it's gone. You know, it's not like mm-hmm. I get fi- fixated on that anymore. Now it used to whenever. I didn't quite know how to worship to where, I mean, I know your job as a worship band is to, is to lead and, and just get you into that place. And we're supposed to just get to the point where we're just worshiping. And we're not really reliant on you anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to just reading words on a screen. I mean, anyone can do that. It can be any song. It's not worship. It, it's all about your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I will say it used to be at the point where I would struggle to get to that part. And if you did mess up, you would kill it for me. Like, I, I couldn't get there. But that's not anything to do it, with you. It happens, man. Bad it's, notes. It's just... not the band. It's it's a personal worshiping thing that I've, I've had to grow and really mm-hmm. learn to push back. Because, again, like, it's not your performance that's making me feel this way. It's the fact that I'm able to enter into or really having God's presence kind of <laughs> release yeah there you yeah, go just, just really feel the air it's just uh, mm-hmm. you know it's, it's a little different now but at one point yes you missing a note having a guitar string break you know somebody being off key would just completely distract me for the rest of the of, of worship time but mm. you know that's that's a personal thing that I think everyone needs to, to, to realize that worship is a heart thing and your job is not to play perfectly and for us to sing songs all happy, nice, mm-hmm. but it's really just it's to worship the Creator who doesn't care what you sound like, who doesn't care if you you have a ridiculously expensive pedal or mm-hmm. you know twenty five thousand mm-hmm. dollars worth of guitar equipment. Personal jabs here, Matt. I'm just messing with you, man. <laughs> um, I don't know enough about Franklin's setup to judge him on it. So um, mine is a. 
Probably $60 shirt. <laughs> hey. He has wires hanging out of the back of his. <laughs> From the uh, 80s. <laughs> and it works and it's great. And there's something to be said about that. Yeah. But that's that's a good point, too, is that, you know, when you're playing for your congregation, again, mm-hmm. you know, all the time and effort stuff you put into that. And mm-hmm. not everybody in your congregation is in the same place in their worship mm-hmm. lives. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if somebody in the room it does get turned off by bad notes or by certain sounds, it doesn't mean that they're in the wrong. It just means that they haven't grown to that place Exactly. Yet. And that's why I'll go in to say that having a worship band where they do know the basics of playing instruments, not me. I would never be in a worship band because I would stop somebody who's at that point where they are distracted by bad playing to not be able to get into that to their zone of worshiping. I would be that hindrance. Mm. So it's kind of it's a weird it's a weird way to look at the building block of a, of a worship band because you have to be good enough to stop those people from from not entering into that worship zone, but also mm-hmm. I don't know, man. There's a big calling that goes along with it. It yeah. absolutely is. There, literally calling. sitting here talking about it makes me think about the whole dynamic a whole lot more. <laughs> now, I've never cared enough to think about any of this. Changing hearts here. So, yes. <laughs> um, but I, I think one of the, the biggest things to come to come down to is we, we've we've thrown shade a little bit of expensive equipment, and, and we don't mean to. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing wrong with having you know expensive gear and nice gear and that kind of stuff and, and putting mm-hmm. putting effort into it to sound your best so that you can worship a God who deserves it mm-hmm. and so you can worship with your congregation to put that out there. Um, expensive pedals, things like that, can be an inspiration. They can help inspire you to do more and be more in a very good way mm-hmm. as long as you don't let it get in the way. Oh, but yes. if you've got a small pedal board, you've put all the money you can into it, and it's all you've got, you can do great things with that the same way. Because at the end of the day, the worship experience being the same does not always rely on what's in your hands or what's on the floor. It re- relies more on what's in your heart. Mm-hmm. Amen. I agree completely. Amen. Um, you know, and that's we've said that a lot of times here on the worship cast, but mm-hmm. uh, we brought proof. Yeah, you can't take it back, guys. (laughs) All right, so um, Corey, thanks for being on the show with us and and, uh, letting us kind of kind of poke and prod your brain a little bit. (laughs) Guitarist, Mm -hmm. keyboardist out there, love what you got. Buy things that will inspire you to be a better worshiper, not a better. Music player? Yeah, player, you know. Player. Yeah, there you go. Um, Thank you guys so much. Like, comment, subscribe if you uh, like anything in this video or if you disagree with something in this video or if you've got another opinion, drop a comment. We would love to talk to you. Um, You know, help out any way we can. Um, It's podcast websites. We're on those too. It's not just on video. Mm -hmm. Check those out. we're on what all the big podcast websites these days now. Right? All the yep, all the podcast websites, all the podcast applications. Just if you're listening now, awesome. Worship cast blowing up. We'll see <laughs> you guys next week. Thank you. <laughs>